Hello and welcome to the Dad Whisperer. I'm your host, Dr. Michelle Watson. And if you are a father who is ready to add another tool to your fathering toolbox, then you have come to the right place. And you know that I specialize more in the dad-daughter relationship, but so many of you tell me that these tools work with your sons too, which I always love to hear. And the reason for that is because it's all about you as a father, as a man, becoming more equipped so that you can intentionally and consistently pursue the heart of your daughters and your sons. Well, I'm sure you've got the grid down by now, but the template that I use every week is on your mark, get set, go. So dads, men, fathers, I want you to picture yourself standing side by side each other, getting ready to run your fathering race this week. And I'm on the sidelines. In fact, I've even, as a coach, I've got a guest coach with me this week too. And we're cheering you on and saying on your mark, That's the title, the topic of this week's conversation. Get set. We're going to fill that in with stories and stats and go. You're going to end with one go step to put this into action this week. Well, on your mark, today the title is For Dads Only, Be the Dad Your Daughter Needs. Well, my guest coach this week is Shanti Feldhan. She is a groundbreaking social researcher. She's a best-selling author and a popular speaker, and she says that her Favorite thing, the thing that comes first is being a wife and a mom. And after receiving a graduate degree from Harvard and working on Capitol Hill and Wall Street, Shanti has spent the last 15 years using her analytical skills. And I love the way that she says it. Here's her direct quote. She investigates the most important surprises about the most important people in our lives by focusing on digging out the little changes that will make the biggest difference in our lives, relationships, families, and workplace relationships. She has authored and co-authored such books as For Men Only, For Women Only, For Parents Only, a number of books on marriage, and one of my favorites is called The Male Factor with her newest book being titled Find Rest. And I had the privilege of first meeting Shanti at a conference in Nashville. Oh, I'm guessing it was about three and a half years ago. And we immediately hit it off. Do you know why? Because we both have a mutual love of diet soda. And I consider her now a heart friend. And she is honestly one of the most brilliant and most down-to-earth women I know, which is a rare combination. And it's such a joy to have her here today. Welcome, Shanti. I'm so glad to be with you, Michelle. I know. It's so fun that we can keep the conversation going that we've started at other points along the way. Totally. Well, you're a social researcher, which so intrigues me because that is so left brain. I'm way right brain dominant. So I just stand in awe of ones like you. And I just now want to kind of turn the tables on you. Like, right, instead of you being the one asking questions, I'm going to I'm going to draw you out. And I'd just love to ask you about your upbringing and how that shaped you to be so keenly interested now in all these interpersonal dynamics. You know, it's interesting. My my upbringing, what really kind of led to this wasn't anything that I studied and it wasn't anything we really talked about growing up. Mm. But um, but my dad, actually, he's a PhD economist. Wow. And, um, and really, even though I was very creative and I always did like musical theater, you know, when I went off to college, you know, my dad and my mom were like, okay, you need to like get real skills. <laughs> Not that those aren't real skills, but right. like, we do want you to be able to have a job. And, um, and so, it was interesting. I, I ended up um, majoring at um, William and Mary in government and economics, and then I went off and got um, a graduate degree eventually, and a very analytical graduate degree, and worked on Wall Street. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's really interesting that that 
skill set of analysis is something that I didn't know, you know, but years later that God would use in a completely different way um, and truly be able to um, apply that analytical background to helping people and their relationships. So, and it all starts with my PhD economist father, really. Wow. (laughs) You see, we're talking about dads and daughters. That's what I was thinking is, wow, this apple didn't fall far from the tree. You know, when you're talking about that. Well, I know that you've had some recent things going on in your dad-daughter relationship. Tell us a little bit about that. What's going on these days? Yeah, it's been a really challenging season. Um, my my dad, three and a half weeks ago, um, he had unexpectedly, for no reason that we can see, um, he had a massive stroke. Hmm. He didn't have any risk factors, you know, none of that. Um and and it's it's really mm. impacted him. And so basically, you know, I just, you know, dropped everything and yeah. um, flew up to Washington, D.C. That's where I grew up and, um, you know, spent three weeks in the hospital with him and my mom. Yeah. And in order to try to pour back into him the way he's always poured into me. Mm-hmm. What was that like? I mean, we're talking about heart stuff. I mean, just sitting there seeing your dad, who's always, you know, had it together, if you will. You've spoken so highly of him through the years and, and how much you admire and respect him. And now here's your dad suffering. What's that like as an adult daughter? It was incredibly challenging um, because he is. He's my dad. He's this massive figure in my eyes for, for any daughter. Yeah. You know, you love your daddy. And, you know, even though, you know, in once I actually look at it objectively, you know, he's always been this giant and he's actually five foot six. Right? Oh, my like, goodness. Yeah. You know, he's, he's actually a short man in stature, but he's a giant in my eyes. Um, and because he's always poured into me yeah. in amazing ways. So it, it has been really hard to see him, you know, trying to make this new reality work and just being incredibly grateful mm-hmm. at the courage that he's shown in trying to navigate this new season. So, yeah, it's, it is weird and hard, yeah, yeah. but, um, yeah. There's been a lot of God moments, too, so very grateful for that. Well, like, like you don't get a playbook for this. Like you say, you just no. get thrown in, and yeah. at a heart level, it's just right excruciating at times. And yet, I love how you said, it's my turn now to pour back into Him. And I think for dads today, we're talking about for dads only. So I titled it like as a play on words with your book titles for, you know, men only women. Let, let, let's write a book, you and me. Let's do it for dads only series. For dads only, right? <laughs> now with this, but, but thinking, okay, dads, when you set a solid foundation like Shanti's dad did with her, it does come back to bear dividends later where your daughters then say, I now get to pour back into you. And I think sometimes in those hard early years, maybe where there's a lot of conflict is in the teen years, maybe it's hard for some dads to think that far down the road, but you're living <laughs> proof of it, you know? Well, and, and the, the, the dividends really for uh, most men, I think, and for most dads, isn't isn't thinking down the road to when she'll get to pour back into me, but feeling successful as a father now. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, that feeling that, you know, I get this. I understand it. I understand how to, how to really be the dad that my daughter needs. And then seeing, you know, the delight that she has in certain things or being able to understand what to do when she gets all emotional. <laughs> yeah. When you think she's the drama queen. Exactly. But no, there's, there are things you can do and feel so and realize it's not just, it's not rocket science, but actually there's simple things that'll make a big difference now too. Like what? 
Like what? You're, I, I love that, that, that you can say it with such delight in your voice. Like, just be there. Like, okay. it's not that hard. Break it's it down not. for us. Well, so, so here's, an, here's an example of something that I think is a big deal. I was just literally talking to a group of dads the other day about the fact that they have these teenage daughters and preteen daughters. And there's all these tears. Mm-hmm. You, know, and, you know, I was talking to one guy who has five daughters. Oh, my and goodness. And were like, oh. <laughs> oh, you know, and, and he was saying, it's like, it, there's tears every other minute. Like, I yeah. don't know how to handle mm-hmm. it. And there's all these drama queens. And, and it was interesting because I, um, I was really struck by that um, because one of the things that, that the research shows us, and it really helps dad to know this, is that you may think of that as being drama queen stuff and try to avoid it. Like, I'll let mom handle the emotions, you know, or even get irritated. Like, I know my husband, Jeff, he loves his little girl. You know, we have a 17-year-old daughter, Mm -hmm. you know, walked her through all these teenage phases. He loves his little girl. But, man, when she starts crying or getting emotional, you know, he he almost feels like you're just trying to get attention. You know, like, this is drama for the sake of drama. And actually what we tell the, the, the dads, the men which might help some of your listeners, yeah. is, it, is it, believe it or not, it's not in most, in most cases, it's not a cry for attention. And it's actually not what you think it is. What she most wants at that point is for you to just enter in and listen to her feelings without feeling like you have to fix whatever is causing the tears. Because, you know, for you, you're thinking, well, if, if you're just sort of wallowing in the emotions and you don't want to actually fix it, then I've got no use for this, right? Exactly. And, and instead, here's the thing that most dads don't know. Most men don't know. Mo- actually, really, I don't think a lot of women know <laughs> yeah. this either. Yeah. Is that the brain, the female brain, is wired to process emotions completely differently, than the male brain and that actually in your brain as a guy um, actually the male brain literally doesn't have as many emotions in quite the same way as what you think of as a woman's brain in your brain you this is this is sort of simplifying what the neuroscientists have found Mm -hmm. that any sensory input you have you know any touch any sight any you know smell it goes into your brain and immediately gets funct- it gets funneled into the functional centers and it's dealt with. Mm-hmm. Well, in the female brain, your daughter, your wife, yeah. <laughs> that, that input actually goes through the amygdala first. Mm-hmm. It goes through an emotion bath first, this part of your brain that's a very powerful emotion processing part of your brain. And so that signal basically goes to an, through an emotion bath first and then gets funneled out to all the functional centers with a little bit of emotion attached, essentially. And the brain is wired to process that emotion, but it needs to process that emotion. And so when your daughter is getting upset because her friends weren't talking to her, and you start trying to help her understand, well, if you handle it this way instead of that way, it'll be better. And you hear, you're just not listening to me, mm-hmm. right? And, and actually what she most needs at that point is actually for you to say, I'm so sorry. Tell me more about how you feel. Mm-hmm. And guys are like, that's like gasoline on a flame. <laughs> I don't want to hear more. <laughs> Shut down. Know. 
I promise you guys, I promise you, just watch with that analytical part of your brain. Watch what happens when you take a deep breath and you say, okay, Mr. Fix-It is step two. Step one mm-hmm. is, I'm so sorry, how did that make you feel? And yeah. then she's crying and she tells you how it makes you feel. And then you say, did you feel like they embarrassed you? Yes. And she cries a little bit more. Uh-huh. And then you ask another question about how she feels. And you notice that the emotion is less and she's more relaxed. And you ask another question about how she feels. You're pulling out those emotions. Mm -hmm. You're going to see her start to relax. Exactly. It's not gasoline on a flame. Think of it as what you are doing is you're pulling poison out of a wound. Oh, that's so good. You're pulling it out and you're pulling it out and you see her start to relax and start to really be able to be heard, and then you can move to step two, which is, do you want to talk about what to do tomorrow? Yeah, let's problem solve now, but we've got to first validate the feelings. Pull the poison out out. of the wound Pull the poison out. Oh, Mm -hmm. so good. Wow, if you're just listening to us, I'm talking with Shanti Feldhan, social researcher, expert on interpersonal relationships. Well, Shanti, you also write blogs on patheos.com, and I love your Ask Shanti series. They're so good. And one of them recently was based on your book for parents only. I love the subtitle, Getting Inside the Head of Your Kid. And you wrote an article called Dads Say This to Your Daughters. And that title is so powerful. You gave four statements. And I'd love you to talk a little bit more sure. about four things dads can say. You've just given them an awesome you know, starting point here. Draw out the feelings. It's like drawing out poison. Can you talk about those four powerful things? things dads can also say to their daughters to help relate to them. Yeah, absolutely. The the starting point is, and you may not think to say it very often, but really think to say these things. The starting point is really saying, I love you. Mm -hmm. You know, just, honey, I love you so much. And giving her that big hug. And it may really surprise you, but women have a different set of insecurities and doubts than you as men do. Because for you as a guy, you as a dad... You're in, it's entirely about, you know, do I have what it takes? Like, I want to be a great dad, but am I? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I sort of this feeling of, do I measure up? Is somebody going to find out that I don't know what I'm doing? Exactly. Right? That's running through your mind as a guy constantly, if you're like about 80% of men, according to our survey. <laughs> um, but for your daughter and your wife, frankly, it's a very different question, a very different thought underneath the surface. And for her... The question in your daughter's heart is essentially, am, am I lovable? Yeah. Like, am I worthy of being loved? Am I special? Am I beautiful? And, and so hearing the most important man in her life say regularly, I love you so much, mm-hmm. is, it's, it's a building mechanism in a very, very important way that speaks to that inner insecurity. Okay, I love it. So first thing, I love you. Second thing, what would you tell That's dads to say to their daughters? You're going to find this, you might find this a little awkward, okay? Mm -hmm. But to actually say, honey, you're so beautiful. You are so beautiful inside and out. Okay, I love that you're saying it might be awkward because do you know what I've found with the dads in my groups? They have a hard time with the word beautiful. Most of them, I'd probably say an 80% quote as well. Most of them say, I would rather say you look cute today or you look pretty, but beautiful, I've had many of them say is a hard word, but we need to hear it, don't we? We need that word. There is something about the word beautiful that implies more that is, is, yeah, it's, we look pretty, 
it's a look thing, but it implies more. It implies something about who we are, that we're a beautiful person as mm-hmm. well. Well, pretty doesn't imply that, or you look cute doesn't imply that, or you look nice today. I mean, that's all good. It's not like there's anything wrong with those things, but something about a dad coming up to his daughter on a random day when she has just gotten dressed for school and she's probably thinking she looks idiotic <laughs> and coming up and giving her a hug before breakfast and, and saying, ah, you are so beautiful. You are such a beautiful girl. Mm-hmm. That's just like, she will remember that for the rest of her life. Right, right. I was just thinking, let's put this in male terms. That's kryptonite for us as girls. <laughs> Yeah, no, actually, kryptonite is bad, right? Doesn't oh, it is? Superman? Do I? <laughs> yeah, I, I have that backwards. Superman. So that's actually, no, that's, that's oxygen. Oh, like, my goodness. It shows It shows how much I am so not into all that stuff. I'm like, okay, I thought I was speaking Martian there. Um, oh, that's hilarious. Thanks for <laughs> yeah, correcting the guys me. They're like, wait a minute. You don't know anything about DC. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? I, I'm just going to be super real here. There's the case in point. Look at here. I thought I was you know, adding to something, but I was actually saying the opposite. And I'm like, how many times has that happened with dads? They're like, wait, I thought that just bombed. Okay, you keep going. You keep going. You keep going. Okay, so what's the third thing to say? So the third thing that everybody needs to hear, it's not just... It's not just your daughter. You like to hear this phrase. It's essentially finding opportunities, finding opportunities to say, I'm so proud of you. Mm -hmm. Because, listen, this is something that, first of all, every child needs to hear, every adult needs to hear. But especially your daughters are, are really facing a an era, a time, a school system that can be really hard and really toxic mm-hmm. to them. And, you know, hearing I love you, hearing you're beautiful, hearing I'm so proud of you, those things really counter what she's hearing from school every day, which is when the mean girls look at her and go, oh, she's such an idiot. Exactly. You know, mm-hmm. like, and they roll their eyes. It's a toxic environment for everybody, but especially for our girls. And so to be able to hear your dad say, look, I know that you, like, this is something that Jeff has told our daughter Mm. many times, and I know it speaks life to her. When she is trying really hard to be a steward of the fact that that she really has the opportunity to do well in school in a way that's far more than I did. Like, she really has... Um, a lot of intellectual capacity, mm-hmm. and she's trying to shepherd it. She works really hard, but there's nights when she's in volleyball. She doesn't get back home from volleyball games until 10 at night, and she has two tests the next day. Oh, my day. goodness. She stays up until 2, 3 in the morning or goes mm. to bed and gets up at 3 o'clock in the morning yeah. to keep studying. And to hear her father look her in the eye and say, honey, I am really proud yeah. of the hard work that you're putting in. Mm-hmm. Oh, that is oxygen. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really proud of you. I'm so proud of you. Okay, fourth thing, what would you tell dads to say to their daughters? So this is good for everybody, but there's a power that comes from a dad to a daughter specifically, Mm -hmm. okay, is to be able to say, look, this mistake, you made this mistake, whatever it is that she was, she was caught in a mistake. She was caught speeding. She was, you know, caught that she didn't study enough for that test that she got a bad grade, that whatever it was for, for him to acknowledge yeah, that was a mistake. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I'm here for you in the middle of it. 
Wow. I'm not going to I'm not going to keep you from suffering the consequences cuz that's important and a lot of dads that's a big thing for dads mm-hmm. is a lot of moms want to keep the kids from suffering the consequences cuz we don't want our kids to feel pain and the dad can step in and say no this is an important consequence for her to feel pain here however I'm going to stand beside you in yeah. the middle of it I will help carry this burden and and it's a, it really is a, okay, I'm going to be, I'm going to be guy-ish here. Okay. There's a scene in the Lord of the Rings, okay, that I, I don't know if I'm the only person here, but I love the Lord of the Rings. I know a lot of guys love the Lord of the Rings. Yeah. And there's a great line from Gandalf where he tells Frodo, the ring bearer, I will bear this, help you bear this burden as long as it's yours to bear. Mm-hmm. And, and this sort of stepping up and saying, okay, you know what, honey? you are going to have to go to court. This is your third speeding ticket. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to try to get you out of it, but you know what? I'll go to court with you. I will sit there with you. You're going to have to deal with the consequences. Your, your insurance payments might go up. You're going to have to go work at the grocery store, but I will help you. Mm-hmm. I will walk into the grocery store with, with you and help you talk to the manager about how does one get a job here, yeah. but not spare you from the consequences and yet show you every second that I'm there with you in the middle of it. Yeah, yeah. Well, it also sounds like you're saying, I'm not shaming my daughter for making mistakes. Correct. Or making who she is what she does. Those are two different things. So we're going to, together, I'm going to affirm you for who you are and be with you while we work through this thing that you did. That's a mistake. Because here's the thing that I think, I think that there may be, to some degree, a misunderstanding that a lot of men have when, when you're disappointed as a dad, and, and this is a, a pretty common male thing, mm-hmm. uh, men need to sort of pull away to process stuff, right? Like exactly. you, you, yep. something happens, you're disappointed, you're upset, you're, you want to lash out, and so you pull away so that you don't say something you'll regret, Mm-hmm. Or you have to pull away to process. Oh my gosh, she got her third ticket. What's this going to mean for our insurance payments? I need to. I can't think right now. I can't talk right now. I have to. You have to go to my man cave and process through <laughs> this. Mm-hmm. And and the problem comes is that when you pull away, the woman in your life, your wife or your daughter, absolutely sees that and hears that as I don't love you right now. Yeah, rejection. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's rejection. It's. It is, you have so disappointed me mm-hmm. that I don't love you. Yeah, you're not worth ridiculous. loving. Yeah. You're not worth loving. That's mm-hmm. ridiculous, but that's the way the female brain translates it because of our insecurity of, am I really lovable? Does, is mm-hmm. there anything in me that's worth loving? And so, nope, it, it says, nope, you know, you're not worth loving. Exactly. And, and so for a guy to realize, and here's the to-do, is for a guy to realize that your tendency to pull away, absolutely you may have to, because you have to process. When your daughter tells you she got her third speeding ticket, she's going to have to go to court, and your instinct is to say, to shut down and have a disappointed face, to be able to give her a hug and say, I'm really sorry to hear that. I'm going to need a few minutes to process this. Yeah, excellent. But listen, I want you to know I love you. I'll come back in an hour. Well, I love how practical that is. You know, it's not just theory. So just to review those four things, you're saying, dads, tell your daughters, I love you, you're beautiful, I'm so proud of you, and I'm always here for you, 
even when you make mistakes. That is golden. Okay. Oh, my goodness. We're almost out of time. I love to end every show with one go step. So here you are, social researcher, getting inside the heads of men and women. What would you say, Shanti, if dads today, in order to become and be the dad their daughter needs, what's one practical way this week that fathers can put their love into action? Okay, so here's the assignment. I love it. (laughs) Okay, here's the assignment is to actively look for opportunities to praise your daughter, to say, I'm proud of you, to say those things that we've been talking about and catch how many times it's in your head and you don't think to say it. Mm. Because that is a common thing for all of us is we think thoughts of, oh, my daughter, she looks so beautiful in that. Okay, but we think it, we don't say it. Or, or we, we think about how special she is. Okay, don't just think it, right. say it. Text week. it. You could even text it, right? Absolutely. If you do it right when you think it. Absolutely. Even if it, all it is is a quick text message that says, you know, I was just thinking of how incredibly proud I am that you worked so late last night. You, you really make me and your mom so proud, yeah. and I can't wait to see you tonight. It'll take you 10 seconds yes. to save the text message. Oh, I love that. You're just saying, do one week, give yourself a challenge that every time you think to say something positive to your daughter, act yeah. on it. Oh, my goodness. That's so good. Well, On Your Mark today has been for dads only. Be the dad your daughter needs. We've been talking to author and social researcher Shanti Feldhan. You've gotten her heart. You've gotten her wisdom. And now you've got an action plan and a challenge this week. Well, as always, you can write to me at drmichelle at thedadwhisperer.com or go to my website, drmichellewatson.com, where I have free resources. You can sign up for my bi-monthly Dad Daughter Friday blogs. You can always go to Amazon where you can get my book, Dad. Here's what I really need from you, a guide for connecting with your daughter's heart. And if you've enjoyed this conversation today and want to hear more, you can also go to the Dad Whisper on iTunes where you can subscribe. Well, Shanti, it's been a joy to have you here. Thank you so much for taking time out of your crazy busy schedule. And please give your dad our love. We'll be praying for his Thank healing you as so you much, have Michelle. you know, so much you're pouring out to him, which I know is so hard on us as daughters when we see our dads hurting. So it's been a joy to have you here. Thanks so much.